Coming to you from the heart of the Pacific Northwest, with mouths as big as the Columbia River, egos as tall as Mount Rainier, smooth as the drive from Vancouver, B.C. to Portland, Oregon, it's the Northwest Convergence Zone. Welcome everybody back to the Northwest Convergence Zone show. Another week has passed us by. We had some nice weather, and then, of course, the rains came. But <laughs> that's spring in the Northwest, so welcome to it. But we did go make it through the time change, and I'm digging the light. You know, like 6.30, 7 o'clock, you can still be out golfing right now as long yes. as the rain's not coming down. I'm, I'm enjoying that. Hey, Big D here with you. I want to welcome you to another week, another edition of the Northwest Convergence Zone. And, of course, over here is my main man, Big Joe. Big Joe, check it in. And as always, greetings and salutations from the epicenter of <laughs> Tacoma music, the city of destiny, as previously mentioned, Tacoma, Washington, yes. here in the man cave. All right. Hey, Double D, how's it going over there? Uh, it's a pleasure being here. I'm just trying to figure out what is, I've never seen an eagle the size of Mount Rainier. An eagle? Yeah, that's in our intro. <laughs> it says, you keep saying eagle. No, we're talking about your ego. Oh, I thought it was Eagle. I couldn't understand that. We've been doing this for, what, yeah, two watch, months now? Watch or? when that thing flies by. <laughs> yeah, that's that's Ego, not Ego. <laughs> yeah, let go of my Ego. Oh, okay. I'm still hey, Well, don't forget, we have Squeeze back here and Wonder Boy. We can't do it without those guys. We really appreciate them. In yes. fact, we put Squeeze, we're putting him to the test today because we have a first on our show, and uh, we'll be talking about that later, but we're having a live performance right here in the cave on our show today amazing that's going to be great that's but aren't cool. we all live uh yeah but this we've never had somebody perform talking, yeah, in with, here with talent oh. with talent not you <laughs> okay. uh so uh and also later in the show we're going to be giving away a 50 dollar gift certificate to El Gaucho, yes, which again, one. a Very place I, they won't let me in, and I have never right. been to. But no. <laughs> so we have to give them away. Uh, but I wanted to mention this. We had uh, last week after we finished taping our podcast, we all got together and went down to Stonegate. And we had Jeff call on here, uh, what, a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, yes. a couple weeks ago. And um, he was, we were talking to him about the great place down at Stonegate. Man, that dude hooked us up. He did. It was we very nice. It. Man, we really appreciate that. I tell you, we had the Hawaiian pizza. Yes. We had the meatball pizza. And we had some other pizzas, uh, the meat lover's pizza or something. And we had some salad. It was really good. That, that's a great place down there. And now here's a little insider tip for the listeners. In June, our little old program turns one, years old, one year old, and we are in the works of putting together a listener party for you, and probably going to do it at the Stone Gate. We're going to line up three stellar bands, and we're going to invite you guys all down, and we're going to have a really good time, It'll be a fun evening, and we're going to set a date on that. We'll get it back to you. It'll be in June, probably the 13th, but it's, it's not cemented yet, and then we will announce the band lineup. Looks like we may do it down at the Stone Gate. So thanks to Jeff down there. We had a great time, and if yeah, you haven't been you, down Jeff. there yet, head down to South Tacoma Way. Hit up on the Stone Gate. Tell Jeff you heard it right here, and um, he'll try you right. Also today, earlier before we came into the studio, Double D and Wonder Boy and I, we were privileged to go over here and watch the uh, Donkey Punch film guys and Third Eye Films. They're filming their brand new uh, short feature called A First Time for Everything. We got to sit in on that. That was very cool. Yeah, that was the first time for me to ever see a 
part of a movie being made, and nobody told me I was supposed to turn my cell phone off. <laughs> I know. Oh, <laughs> right in the middle. It's like, of, take one. Ring. Oh, like, who's the bozo? Yeah. Well, who else would it be? Yeah. Double D, man. <laughs> oh, that you was, guys didn't tell me that, that uh, I was supposed to turn off my cell phone. I thought it was, I mean, seriously, like, does isn't that like filming 101? Yeah, yeah but turn I... Turn like everything I said, off, be silent. When they, never, go, when they say silent on the set, that means everything's silent. No well, farting, no belching, no cell phones. Well, like the title, it's the first time for everything. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> and I want to hit. It I was wanna, a it was a, a neat experience. Though, yeah, no, they treated filming. us right. They were very, very nice. And when it's done and it's all in the can and everything, we're gonna have those guys back on to talk about that whole process. And um, Lee Fleming and and Lucian Flynn, really nice guys, and they, mm -hmm. that was great to watch them in action. I want to hip you to this real quick. Uh, April 17th, which is a Saturday, Alicia Wood, who's been on our program, she's one of the, she, the funniest female comedy out there as far as I'm concerned. She's going to be up in Seattle. We'll have it posted on our website. Then on the 18th, she will be here on our show. Yes. So Alicia Wood, and you can get tickets at brownpapertickets.com uh, for her show uh, up in Seattle. It's uh, I think it starts at 8 and goes to 9, I believe. And uh, But tickets are going fast. I would hop on that. We'll put a link up on our website. That's Alicia Wood. And if you don't know who she is, go into our past guest file and listen to her. And also go to YouTube. Check her out. She's very, very, very funny. And so we're looking forward to seeing Alicia Wood do her thing and then have her in on the show. But today we have a stellar lineup, okay? I know we've been kind of band heavy this month, and that's okay because there's lots of great bands out there. And our first band that we have on today is <laughs> amazing. I mean, my, the only thing I can, that comes to mind is wow. Okay, Deborah Page and her husband Paul Yule, and Deborah Page uh, does the singing, Paul does the mixing and, and plays the guitar, and she also plays a stellar 12 string guitar. What a voice, what a beautiful lady, what a beautiful voice. Voice, a beautiful soul. Um, when she's performed, some people, uh, uh, as she said, have uh, been moved to tears. They were so touched. She has raw emotion coming through her songs. But don't pigeonhole her because she will come at you with something else that will say that will make you say, "Oh, I thought she was no, she's that." And it's all amazing. And so we sat down with them. We had a really good time. And this is Deborah Page and Paul Yule. All right, on the program with us today, we have the stellar and amazing Deborah Page and Paul Yule, husband and wife team. How you guys doing? Really well, thanks. Excellent. Good. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for being on the Northwest Convergence Zone show today. Let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, how you guys met. First of all, a husband and wife team, one from Tacoma, Deborah, Paul, your Seattle guy, spent some time in Auburn. How'd you guys uh, come together? Um, I was living on Anderson Island at the time uh, that we met. I was doing a fair singing, and uh, uh, he took some pictures of me. He was longtime family islander, and uh, so he took a picture of me, and then I was working at the local store there. And he came up to me and said, hey, I got some pictures of you. Can I have your email address? It works every time. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask, how many times did you pull that line? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and then we come to find out we had, I knew his sister, his grandmother. I just had never met him. And, and uh, yeah. And and the uh, the Hawaiian shirt kind of set him apart from. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and now uh, you're a guitar player at the time? Uh, yeah. I've been a guitar player since I was about 18 mm -hmm. um, with a about eight-year hiatus somewhere in the middle there but yeah 
I was already a musician at that time. Great. So you guys start dating, and then you're, did, you, did you immediately start collaborating? Say, hey, I'd like to play for you, or how did that come about? Um, I, I had been playing guitar since I was seven, on and off. Um, just never really found where my direction was with that. Mm -hmm. And then when I met Paul, he, he had started talking about, well, you know, I, I do kind of um, electronic, and, I, and he, like, he was kind of introducing me to all this music that I had never been exposed to. And I said, well, you know, I play the 12 string. So one day we sat down, and I started playing the 12 string, and and he had his electric guitar and he started just kind of laying some lead guitar over it and it was just kind of an instant chemistry mm -hmm. i didn't even have to go well you know maybe if you played this and it was just it was weird it was just like it was meant to be so that was kind of the first that we started just playing a little bit and then uh nothing really much came of it till we uh went to san Francisco and opened a shop up there and we played for a guy named dave graham in his guitar shop he owned a little guitar shop and I picked up a guitar and started playing it, and Paul started playing it. I lead over it, and he's like, man, you guys should do that live or do that for an audience. And we're like, oh. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> what are you talking about? No, no, no. No, we couldn't do that. I mean. I'm no a photographer. One. No. Yeah, I said, I, you know, I couldn't do that. People would, they wouldn't like it. You know, we're not that good. And he said, well, just just try it. So I wrote, I wrote a few songs, and we worked them out, and we played them. And then uh, the very first time we did play, we played at Sanford and Son Live downstairs and uh there were people crying after after i played stay in, in a good way in a good yeah, yeah. it wasn't like <laughs> they weren't like oh, yeah. not because oh, they oh, how did get up here i was like don't worry deborah that's a good sign that's a good sign <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> like, they hate me they hate me they're crying but they're not leaving so yeah. hey, maybe that's a good move thing. to tears is a better way to say yeah that. absolutely right. now and what year was this how, late how long 2007 Mm -hmm. So three years ago, yeah, and mm -hmm. you guys have been going ever since. Right. And now, Paul, you said you ha uh, do photography. You have a photography studio, correct? Isn't that uh, part At of that your time? I did. Uh, I had a studio downtown for about uh, about a year and a half, two years. So, do you do all the photography for I the do. website? Mm -hmm. It's stellar, my man. Well, thank it you. It is absolutely amazing. I, we were talking earlier. The entire package of the Dever Page, Dever Page Band, with the look, the sound, the website, and all you know, all the the I, I guess I call them costumes, your your hats and makeups, unbelievably great. It's well, thank just you. Absolutely amazing. I had to ask you. Uh, I was looking at your. Uh, uh, first dance wedding video, and uh, so you start off nice and slow to, and I think it's White Snake that you're dancing to, and I'm waiting for it to rip into the power chords, and then all of a sudden it goes into this Charlie Chaplin-esque type thing, and I was thinking, and then I'm glad I found out later that you guys were married because I was thinking, so was this some type of joke? Because I think it even said on there that uh, watch for the surprise, right? right, and, right. So going, and I think it was a surprise is that they really this is a really uh, a wedding video, so <laughs> it was. We wanted to do something really unique um so we decided and we had heard that song a couple years before we got married and we thought that would be fun to do like a kind of a soft shoe top hat dance to that and but we wanted something that would just throw people and it wanted to sound like the cd was skipping so we we're like oh what what, hap what, what happened and I was like, oh no yeah, yeah that was great that was a lot of fun yeah, oh, it, was, well, it was a blast our guest today deborah page let's go into uh, one of her songs this is off of her cd titled four the name of the song is Stay. Mm -hmm. 
So the name of the song is Stay, our guest Deborah Page. And I was looking at your influences on your website, and I noticed one of them was Tori Amos, who actually happens to be one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. But I think I found a replacement. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that wow, is absolutely nice. beautiful that's stuff right there. Wow. There's no reason that shouldn't be on heavy rotation on a lot of the radio stations around town. Thank uh, you. I, I think it's just awesome. Now, the... Um, the CD4 came out in 2007, and it's on a complete independent label. There's, you have no distribution. Do you have distribution no, on that? No. 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 And it's, but it's actually sold pretty well, hasn't it? Yeah, we've we've sold over a, a thousand copies of it. Just kind we of. We have two copies left, till we get to. 1,250. Yeah. Oh, well, we'll buy two on the way out. And <laughs> <laughs> <There you go. laughs> well, we'll tell, tell people where they can actually get the CD. Oh, boy. Um, CD Baby, Amazon. Uh, iTunes. Do iTunes. Yeah, download iTunes. Can they order it off your site? They, they There's sure can. There's links mm -hmm. from our site, yeah. Okay, and mm -hmm. then also I assume when the people come to see you, which I'm highly recommending that they do, you guys have, have them for sale there? We do. We yeah, do we sell a ton that sure. way. Great, and now you're working on a new CD because that one came out in 07. Now we're in uh, 2010. Mm -hmm. And how's that going? It's going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that. Now, being a uh, husband and wife team and you're working on collaborations, who comes up with the lyrics? Who comes up with the music? Is it a, do you come together and, and do it as a team or somebody writes something down, hands it off? How's that work? I, I usually do most of the writing and the lyrics to the song. I'll come up with something, um, come up with actually the melody, and then I'll hand it to Paul and say, what do you think about this? Do you like this? Do you think it's catchy? And how does this make you feel? And then he will write a lead over it and usually a bass line, or we'll talk about you know where we want this song to go and how we want it to sound. And so it's it's... It's, it's a collaboration. I couldn't do it without him, without the leads, because a lot of times I'm like, well, it's, it's this way or that way. And he said, well, I think it should be maybe this way or that way. And so it's definitely a team effort, but I do the, most of the lyrics, all that. And he does the producing of the song. Great. In your uh, videos, uh, Mary Mac and Circumstance, for instance, mm -hmm. you have a really kind of a minimalist quality that I really like about those videos yeah. that kind of gets you to focus in more on the music and not so much the video. I mean, it draws you more into me mm -hmm. is the way it seemed. And I was wondering, do you enjoy uh, the production of videos and that process? And how does that work for you guys? Yeah, that's a lot of fun. We haven't done videos in a few years, uh, but... When I first bought my Mac laptop, <laughs> I got into doing that, and yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. And it's kind of you know minimalist because it was like uh, I got to make a video really quick. What do I have? Oh, a bed and a cat. Let's, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. you know? it worked. Yeah. It was yeah. great. More with less. More with less. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's beautiful. Uh, now the website is DebraPageMusic.com, and I highly recommend everybody go there. Also, you can link it off of our website and I go there it's lots of stuff to look at the the videos are there you can hear the music there and see all the photography which is absolutely amazing but what I found interesting interesting was is your the page where you have your equipment because I like <laughs> equipment and yeah. stuff and tell us a little bit about what you're using what you're playing your 12 string and then you, you're playing a strat mm -hmm. yeah right yes. and uh, also the um, the Fender Hot, uh, Hot Rod DeVille, right? Is that right. you still working on yeah, that? Yeah, I just picked that up, yeah. So have you guys done any custom work to those, or is, is it all, did you just pick them up off of the, off, out of American Music and just go with them? Uh, the DeVille I picked up off of Craigslist and put some new tubes in it to get it to sound the way I like it. And uh, 
my cyber twin i've had that since they came out in like 99 and i put new tubes in that thing and just kind of tinker with the tubes a little bit and kind of mold it to the way I, the way that i like it mm -hmm. And yeah. your 69 Ventura? Oh, yeah. I love that. Love that guitar. Um, I picked that up at um, Musician's Friend up or Trading, trading, musician, trading yeah. Musicians up in Seattle. Oh, yeah, it was kind of one of those store. walking out of it, and we Paul kind of ran his finger across it, and it was instantly stopped, went back to it, and picked it up. And I played it for an hour, just couldn't put it down. <laughs> I said, like, okay, it's I have to have it. Fits, it, yeah. it does. It has a... It has... It resonates. It's just a really cool guitar. So that's that's my... One of my favorites. And now you're the one who's more into adding the sort of electronica sound, Paul, right. is that right? Mm -hmm. That's yeah, kind that's of a, my background, yeah. That's a great mix, especially if you listen to the Mary Max song. There's a lot mm -hmm. of that. Um, and, and I'll tell you, that's one thing that I really appreciate about your CD is it's almost like uh, don't pigeonhole me. Mm -hmm. You know, don't yeah. I'm not mm -hmm. this. Don't make me this. Because if you say I'm this, I'm going over here and I'm doing that. So <laughs> right. you have the sort of Tori Amos, uh, I referred to that as mm -hmm. the sort of the Tori Amos and sounding Sarah McLaughlin, and then you you really reverse and go a different route, and it the whole package is amazing. Was that a conscious effort on your on your part, or is it just that's what flows from you? I think that's what flows from both of us because we like such a diverse sound. You know, I like the I like the electronica dance sound, and then I like you know the Tori Amos sound, very melodic, you know, heart wrenching songs, mm -hmm. and then I like Pearl Jam, or you know, or Godsmack. We're like, yeah, Rock you know, out, just, yeah. Like, you know <laughs> and then Peter Murphy and the Cure, and there's just so yes. many influences that that I love and uh and like the Mary Mac um uh one our, one of our new songs on the album is going to be called Blonde Girls Driving Red Cars nice you know and it's going to be kind of a you know that kind of electronica like just off beat but I, I think that's one thing we never wanted to do is oh your country or your your you know adult contemporary right. and it's like well this yeah. is just the music that we love and that comes out of us and and then we make it. Well, speaking of, let's listen to another track off of the CD4. Our guest is Deborah Page, and this is titled Free. song is free the artist deborah page the cd is titled four now deborah you uh we have to kind of wrap this up but i wanted to um ask you about your shoulder injury you had you did had some did that slow you down at all having to go through a surgery and and slow your performing down or anything it did actually it, uh, quite a bit we were really hoping in 2010 to start getting back into playing some shows and clubs and <clears throat> because of the injury um had to not do that and mm -hmm. basically 
take a hiatus and but it gave me some time to really reevaluate you know songs and write them down and kind of refine the way I wanted to have them done so so it's been bad and good yeah um but you know as far as toting amps and things like that probably won't be happening <laughs> big yeah. joe he's volunteering right. yeah. Yeah. i'm going to need shoulder surgery next well that's kind of a, yeah it's yeah. kind of a good thing i don't have to do that now um, i wanted to ask you uh, i'm sure there's a lot of really rewarding moments in uh, you know being a musician and being in music but what's the most frustrating thing that seems to occur over and over again and you just kind of go oh not again you know that you have to deal with uh sound mm, i would yeah. say getting that, the sound me, right getting the sound right um especially at live shows um that's probably my most frustrating thing is sound i you know you just want to be able to be heard and and it to be presented in the way that that you wrote it and so that could be the most difficult thing for me I would agree with that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, uh, Deborah, Paul, we want to thank you so much for coming in. Everybody go to their website, DebraPageMusic.com. It's a fabulous website. Unbelievable. Pick up the CD four, and then we're also looking forward to the new CD come out. And I hope when it's done and you guys are ready to roll it out, you come back on. We can talk about it and uh, keep us posted of any shows. Any shows that, do you have any shows set right now? Or you guys are still in the process of setting those up we have a few kind of in the wings i don't want to mention until they're okay for no. sure but let us know yeah, there's definitely some yeah. out there well, let us know They'll be on our website for sure great yeah, yeah. always look on the uh, website for an update all right well um we're going to take a break and then at the end of our program today we're going to have uh deborah sing a live song this is a first for us great yeah and we're really wait. looking forward to that so uh we'll be back with uh deborah and paul a little later so look for that Thanks, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right. Well, we want to thank Deborah and Paul for coming in. That was amazing. And very good. their website, don't you think, is just killer. They have a great website. Very interesting. And Paul, I mean, he, his photography on there is second to none. The the artistry and everything. I was constantly just blown away with uh, the vibe and the feeling and everything they put out. And her music is stellar. I can't yeah. wait till she uh, gets back out there and and we can go see her. That's and, gonna be great incredible incredible uh, voice she's got that hypnotic lilting quality yeah. uh, but yeah like you say you just can't pigeonhole her because uh she'll uh, she'll come marry mac yeah that's right yeah <laughs> yeah and uh and also i just I, I wanted to say that um when you when you go to their website buy the cd because the CD is is, is, is is great. You'll want to put it in heavy rotation. All right. Hey, it's time for some birthdays today. Now, with Birthdays of the Living, here's a Northwest Convergence Zone's own Prince of the Pinata, Big D. <laughs> hey, we finally got off of the Beatles thing, all right? I was getting tired of that. I don't That's know about right. you guys out Because there. Uh, every year at my birthday, I play low rider. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, well, actually, I become the low rider after my birthday well, is over. You know, when it's your birthday, you want to be grooving <laughs> and styling. Uh, we're going to try different songs for the birthdays, but we're done with the Beatles. Okay, this weekend birthdays on the 22nd, 
William Shatner. <laughs> Live long and prosper. Yes, he's going to be 78 years old. Holy smokes. And he can still squeeze into the captain's suit. Yeah, he was He was at the closing ceremony of the Olympics That's doing, cool. uh, a, doing a bit. Great cigar smoker, too. Yes, he is. All right, uh, this guy is going to be 62, one of my all-time favorites, Sir Elton John. Yes, the bitch is back. He, is, he was born on the 25th, and then on the 26th of this week, Lips Part 2. <laughs> yeah. Going to be 61, Steven Tyler. Steven Tyler. Try not to fall off any more stages, okay, Steve? Yeah, uh, man. We were looking forward to seeing you in We concert. like you rocking with Aerosmith. All right. Well, that's the birthdays of the living. You see those guys around. Pat them on the back. And in Chatner's case, give them a cigar. Happy birthday to you. That's right. Or the Vulcan death grip. Now, with birthdays from beyond, here's the Northwest Convergence Zone's answer to Art Bell, Big Joe. All right, so as always, we go to the other side. And if you see any of these people, then you must be Jonathan Edwards. All right, now on March 22nd, Double D, 1923, this man was born. He would have been 86, and here's the clue. Santa Claus. I don't know. Joe's, Joe's making doing Joe's sign language. Making squares over his head. I'm trying to make myself be in a box. Okay. You go like this. Yeah. Put your yeah. hands in front like it's a wall. So mime? He, yes. he was a, one of the most famous mimes. He was the mime. Well then I would have no idea. That is <laughs> I don't know. Marcel Marceau. And later we'll be Who? featuring some songs off his album. Silence in the night. <laughs> Marcel Marceau. He was a world famous mime. He was okay, he was the sure. mime. All right, happy birthday, Marcel. Sorry, uh, right, I don't know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, March twenty fourth, eighteen seventy four. Would have been 135 years old. Pretty tricky guy. You might know this guy. He goes by one name. Houdini. Oh, Harry Houdini. Houdini. Harry yes. Houdini. Oh, I knew this one. Nice. Okay. nice. Yes. And they're still waiting for him to show up on Halloween and <laughs> yes. talk from the other side. So far, hasn't happened. I think he tried to contact me once, but I was busy. <laughs> yeah, it was. I was at a Halloween party. Can't. I yeah. uh, got stuff to do. <laughs> All right. March 25th, 1925. Would have been 89 years old. The... You main reason usually to watch Monday Night Football because yes. bum, uh, bum, bum, bum. often imitated, never equaled the great Howard Cosell. Oh yeah, Howie man, and what a guy, a lawyer, everything else. He was stellar. Yeah, Howard so, Cosell. We miss Howard. Oh man. All right, thanks, Big Joe. Thanks for that. Our next uh, guest today. <laughs> in my opinion, is they're amazing. I, I was really ignorant to. Even this whole style of music for a long time, and uh, got hip to it by some friends. And these guys, Beat Seed, our guest today, unbelievably amazing. It's hard to believe they're South Sound uh, guys. You would expect them to come from LA or Vegas or New York or whatever, but these guys are stellar. They make great music. They're on all kind of TV shows. They've been their music has been in movies and everything. They are true, absolute mixed masters and we were just absolutely pleased as punch to have them in with us beat seed we sat down with them and here's how that went all right our next guest today is a fabulous local band and this is a genre of music that uh 
You know, I, to be honest, I'm not that familiar with, but I like it. I love it, in fact. And the group's name is Beat Seed. We have Rob Gall, Shannon Gall, and Stefan Young. Guys, welcome to the program. Hey, hey thank thanks you. for having us. Yeah. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you in. And a uh, proud uh, couple of fellow Wilsonites here. <laughs> Shannon and Rob went to Wilson High School. That's great. And Stefan, where did you go again? Franklin Pierce. Franklin Pierce. Nothing wrong with that. So now, Beat Seed, uh, tell us how long you guys have been, uh, been doing your thing. Uh, we've been doing it for a long time now. Uh, it's been about 15 years since we uh, yeah, since started you, actually kind of yeah. getting in and doing it, you know, at kind of a serious level. Right. And let's tell us how you how you came together. How because I know uh, now you were in a band or a, a, a group before this, right? And what was the name of that? Yeah, Deadly Effect. Uh, speed Speed Metal. Speed yeah. Metal. That's right. So we progressed <laughs> from Speed Metal, slowed it down, and... Yeah. <laughs> and went, no. Plucked him from okay, Speed well, Metal. Okay, well, let me back up. Before we get into how you guys got together, how do we... Um, and forgive my ignorance here, but how do we... Uh, put a category on this. There's there's house, trance, um, industrial. There's uh, lots of different labels. How do you see this? Uh, what 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 do you um, call this project? You know, we've always struggled with trying to put an actual specific genre. I guess if you were to say, um, most of our stuff is more in the breakbeat category, but okay. we really do kind of mix in different genres of music, subgenres of electronic music like trance, uh, hip hop, even um, outside of that. You know, hip hop, um, breakbeat. Um, drum and bass. So what is the difference between house, trance, electronica? Uh, school us a little bit here. Um, a lot of it is uh, mostly tempo, tempo driven. Um, I mean, there's subtleties in tempos. I mean, you can dance to it all, but house music tends to be more around the, you know, 125, 130 BPM. Um, Breakbeat's kind of in the same thing. Um, house music kind of has a little more steady, steady beat to it. It's more of a 4-4 four, four. Four, four kick. And what would trance be? Or industrial? Trance, same kind of thing. Um, trance is a little faster tempos. You're probably in the 140, 145 tempo. Mm -hmm. uh, what we do is breakbeat. We're kind of in the middle there. We uh, we go down slow to hip-hop tempos, but we also go up to you know the extreme 135, 140. So you kind of embrace all of it and try to do your own thing. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely yeah. a hybrid of it all. That's sure. great. Okay, so now how did you guys get together? At what Was this right after high school, or were you in high school? How did this come together? We were all in high school, but go yeah. ahead, Shannon. Right. Tell them that. Well, I was in a band called Pure Void, and I'd been doing that for a few years. And um, Steve had a band called Black Brick. And w when we got together, actually, my singer quit for Pure Void, and I think it was Steve's band, Brick, uh, Black Brick, had also kind of parted ways around the same time as, as the singer for my band quit. So we just kind of naturally felt it was... Hey, you had an ad in the paper. <laughs> I did an put ad an ad in the paper, In the Tacoma yes. News Tribune. I mean, oh, wait, even it was before the, that, or was it... It was one of those independent... Was this before... Oh, was it like Stranger? Stranger? Was this before Craigslist? Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is before Craigslist. Yeah. yeah, yeah I met him through an ad. Back when we used to use pens and papers to communicate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no no email, stuff. no stuff. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. So, yeah, I had an ad out because I was looking for other musicians to play with, and... So it was just amazing. Two freaks managed to find each other uh, through an ad in, you know, <laughs> some magazine. Because electronic music at the time, I mean, there really was nothing there genre-wise. Mm -hmm. We were listening to stuff like Depeche Mode. And, yeah, um, right. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm say. I mean, back in back then, uh, it was pr pretty much a relatively unknown uh, factor. This whole 
It was underground, if if anything. Yeah, very underground. Right. Very right. underground. So were you ha when you got together and you formed your group and you guys found your groove, did you uh, have a trouble finding places to play, or did you have to put on your own shows? Yeah, yeah. Well, at first, actually, we we had written a few vocal songs and we gave them to KGRG, and we actually went to number one locally for the first year we were writing together. Yeah. With um, over at KGRG, the uh, that's the. Green River Community right. College Station. Yeah, yeah okay. right. So we had the opportunity through KGRG to play some shows that they sponsored. Right. Um, we opened for Sky Cries Mary. Nice. And then I think that was there was another show where we had opened for the Crystal Method yep. uh, through KGRG. Beautiful. Yeah. So um, we did have a lot of opportunities through that. Um, yeah, I mean, the internet wasn't really there, so it was like right. the radio station was it, and KGRG just happened to really, you know, they had they were embracing electronic music. Right. One of the few stations around here that did. Yeah, way before early. like C89. Yeah, C89 wasn't around. I mean, even like back when 107.7 was kind of more of a structured yeah, absolutely, station. Yeah. They, they, had, they had pieces of it, but they went off with the grunge. Yeah, they, they really uh, ran they really off with that the grunge way. thing. Yeah, yeah. Right. All right. Well, hey, let's take a listen. The this the artist is Beat Seed, and they're absolutely amazing. The EP that they have out is titled Mustang. Let's listen to a track off it. This is titled All of Me. Get up and dance. Yeah. title track there is uh, All of Me. The EP is Mustang. Shannon, that's you on the vocals? That's correct. Beautiful stuff right there. Thank you. Now, we talked a little bit about some of the people you've opened up for. Uh, tell us about some of the TV programs that have picked up your music, and I assume they're using them in the background, uh, the background tracks and so forth. Uh, name off some of those. That's an, it's an impressive lineup. Oh, okay. Um, well, our last CD, our full length that we did, um, was Boombox Theory, um, and that was licensed by um, MTV's Real World. Oh, okay. And they played nine of the songs on the album through a bunch of different episodes. I don't have them all memorized. <laughs> episode <laughs> four, um, episode two, you know Tony everyone. meets Manure. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That, so that was good. Um, currently, the Mustang EP, um, Mustang, was licensed to MTV Network for the city and for taking the stage fame. So this, these will be on the 2010 episodes. Also, um, Oxygen Network, The Stylist, and Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Wow. Oh, my and, favorite. And <laughs> Don't we all want to keep up with them? <laughs> but we want to keep up with your music on there. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, and then MTV licensed uh, Mustang again for Road Rules and The Real World. And then uh, Chloe and Court take on Miami. 
Um, Mustang's going to be on that one. And then Bravo Network um, licensed Ocean for NYC Prep. Absolutely impressive. Yeah. Yeah, So uh, within that, have you ever been approached to do any uh, movie soundtracks or anything in film? Yeah, well, we had a couple of movies previously from the last album, and one of them was The Party, which took uh, first place in the Canadian Independent Film Festival. So it was really cool. And uh, Those stellar Canucks. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, go Canucks. <laughs> we love, we and then there was a, there's a couple other independent films that have uh, used our music. You know, We kind of we like to encourage that stuff because it really fits well for... Uh, it's kind of a second outlet for our style of music. Yeah, know. well, I was listening to uh, Bounty Hunter, <laughs> and I'm telling you, who should give you a call is Tarantino. Great. And he's and, got my number. And the other thing you could just do the whole series for if they ever bring it back, Miami Vice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That'd be great. They're, they are doing the movie, you know. Are they? Yeah, okay, the there, you there you go. The Miami Vice movie. But speaking of, down. how do you how if you guys are uh, Tacoma kids, guys? Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, grew up here, and it's got to for a. It's got to be amazing to tune on, uh, tune in the TV and hear your music on there. But how did you get that? How, uh, take us through that process of you're putting this together. Oh, we think this is pretty good, and then shopping it, and then actually getting the call or a letter. Or how does that work? It's uh, it's a bit, it's just been a long haul. You know, I mean, we never really we've you know we've had a lot of stuff out there that we've kind of shopped, and it was like. No, no, you guys aren't ready. So it was a process of doing that a few times, and finally, you know, the music is up to the level that these guys, you know, want for their TV shows. So it's been, you know, we we've shopped a lot of stuff and had a lot of no's before we got before we got yeses. Well, and for like the Boombox series CD, when I um, there was actually this was at the beginning of the internet. When, yeah, uh, pretty much. I, I mean, Bonham Murray put out an advertisement looking for music, music for their yeah, their yeah, that's show. right, that's right, yeah, yeah. yeah there was another and band they, that had that had offered. Uh, yeah. They've been offered the spot, and they were too uh, underground and not cool enough to <laughs> to go with you know making money in music. So we were like, hey, you know, we want to make money in music. <laughs> it, just turned, it just turned out tur- turned yeah. out to be a great opportunity for us because mm-hmm. yeah, Bonham Murray they got. They heard it and were like, wow, we love this. And Bunna Murray just happens to be the guys who are doing, they, they pretty much spearheaded the whole reality TV show. Yeah, I absolutely. mean, Real World was one of the first before you get all the Fox and stuff. Absolutely. So we just, right place, right time. With that's the, that's the key for a lot of it. All right, well, let's go to another track. This is the title track off of the EP Mustang. The title is Mustang.
right. The name of the song is Mustang. The name of the EP is also Mustang. Our group guest today, Beat Seed. Now, is it kind of interesting for you guys to have been really on the forefront of this movement and to now uh, everybody practically who comes out with a standard CD, comes out with a, you know, like an, an EP where they remix everything with this style. Is that kind of interesting to see that, that, that phenomenon? Whereas before, everyone was like, what is that stuff you guys are doing? Yeah, it's definitely it's nice to see uh, it's nice to see the mainstream pick up on it and and, and recognize. You ever been it. approached by uh, a group? You know, like uh, I mean, things that come to mind. People come to mind is like uh, Madonna, Seal, even U2 has. They all have extended tracks of their yeah. their hits. You ever been approached and done some work in studio for any of anybody? We've never been fortunate enough to have anybody like Madonna or U2 come to us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. hey Madonna, it's, you're it's listening. Yeah, you know, right. if you're out there, give yeah. us a call. We're we're very reasonable, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, we but we've done a lot of um, remixes for other artists, mm -hmm. um, but a lot of them have just been more independent, you know, definitely underground style artists. Well, tell people where they can uh, pick up your music and g give your website and, and any information you have where people can come. I know you guys, if you just type in, if you Google in Beat Seed, especially if you add Tacoma to it, there's a ton of information. Yeah, yeah pages. Pages. But wh where would you like people to go most to, to find you guys? Well, one of our the uh, one of the ones that we I guess like a lot is uh, Last FM. You can hit that from your Xbox 360 and uh, stream that. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, or any any kind of web browser you can you can hit that. So yeah, you can download and play your games to it. Yeah. There you go. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, you awesome. can do Beat C custom soundtrack <laughs> while you're doing. Actually, I don't know if Last FM does custom. Anyways, that's but uh, I, yeah, I mean, show. right now with this album, uh, we're just promoting it for a short time for free. You know, so we're gonna. Yeah, know, we are. We are. Oh, you know, can come we're download this. Yep, we're uh, kind of announcing it here for you guys now. Now we're going to give away the EP for a limited window um, until we decide, hey, we're not giving this away anymore. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. We're, yeah, so we'll, we're actually we'll put a link on our website yeah, to that. Definitely lastfm.com. Let people go to that. And then, uh, you know, we're, we're blown up on Django. Um, and uh, we have the full the DJ mix of this uh, EP for free on soundcloud.com. Um, so... Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, just uh, Google it, and you're going to hit all those sites. And, yeah. and uh, go to BTC.com. BTC.com yeah. always. That's kind of – we try and keep everything there. You have to excuse the mess on the page right now. It's way out of date, but it's a new version's coming in the next couple weeks. So Okay, good. Oh, yeah, because I was, was going to say I went on to there, and I – Yeah, oh, that's old, old. <laughs> <laughs> We've got three songs um, in the top ten electronic breakbeat chart on broadjam.com. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Great. That's awesome. That's right. And it's that's in great. the top ten for the um, – uh, best the uh, best songs best free songs on broad jam too so that's awesome yeah, i mean yeah we're trying to get we're trying to reconnect with fans right now so we're trying to give away a lot of this music appreciate all the fans that have stuck by for this long hiatus that we took in between the first album and now so we want to kind of give a lot of music hopefully people will reciprocate and buy the album when it comes out now do you guys have any shows lined up you guys are ready to get out there and hit the clubs again yeah we're definitely we're we're, uh, we're looking to start playing some shows here again right now we're really focusing on the album we're but, working um, on a new yeah. album actually. oh you are oh, yeah okay. the new album right now great, that, great. that's going to be hopefully available at the end of this year uh, but um, uh, you know we're always looking for shows so if anybody's out there give us a call but right now we have nothing planned great great i, I want to go around with each of you and ask you my inside the actor studio question oh. if <laughs> you could sit down and have a cup of coffee or a drink or whatever you wanted to have with someone and chat with them who would it be martin gore 
<laughs> Martin Gore, okay. Wow, yeah. Martin yeah. Gore, yeah. yeah. Depeche Mode guy. It's my biggest influence. Oh, all right, yeah. great. Okay. Wow. It's your own uh, personal Jesus. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Wow, I see. It's it's been uh, such a long journey. I mean, I'm really into a lot of blues music, uh, so I would have to say, you know, like BB King and uh, some of the old Southern blues. That's just that music is just so raw. You I know? thought he was going to say Dave Grohl. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got more than awesome. one at your table. Yeah, dinner party. Great one, uh, Stefan. Uh, I would probably say it would probably not be a musician. It would probably be someone like. Um, you know, Gandhi or something like that. You get some, very very some inside yes. with them. Yeah. All right, hey, let's go to another song. This is off the EP Mustang. The title of the song is All in a you've Day's nothing. Work. When you want everything, you've got to get to be the Mac. They got to rewrite the Mac and Game book, baby. You know, because I'm going to be the new king. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the big moment we've all been waiting for. The Mac of the Our guest is Beat Seed. That was all in a day's work off the EP Mustang. And uh, as always, time goes so fast. That was great. You know, I was going to say, you did a nice intro on that. But yes. where's Don Cornelius when you need him? I know. That, that. was like for Soul Train, yeah, man. That was that awesome. Was good. Uh, in fact, I'm going I'm going to uh, Hawaii in a week, and this is going to be in heavy iPlay on my iPod, I can tell you. That's awesome. Right. Awesome. It's like driving. I can see myself driving or laying on the beach, just, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. drinking hand. That's, that's awesome. Nice. Uh, well, before we let you guys go, I just uh, thank you so much for coming in. Hey, thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. No it's uh, this amazing work, and we're always proud of local Tacoma people. And I just have a question for you. Your view, uh, we talked earlier about you, you guys were around when like Alice in Chains and uh, Mother Love Bone, a lot of those guys started. You've seen a lot of changes, a lot of, thing ha a lot of things happen in this area. What's your take on the current uh, scene in Tacoma? Is it, uh, you think it's st stagnant? Is it uh, having a rebound? Uh, things going strong? What's your view on the, the art scene, music scene around Tacoma? Or the South Sound area? Well, there's definitely room for a resurgence, right? You know, uh, and I, I think that uh, uh, downtown Tacoma is, you know, is moving, trying to move towards that direction. Uh, and uh, they've really done a good job with trying to open that up to a lot more uh, artists. Um, but, uh, you know, there's always room for more. And uh, that's one of the, the uh, struggles that we've had down here. Um, 
it rains a lot, you know, so a lot of people are indoors, you know, and, and it's hard to get them out. It's like, you know, can opener. So <laughs> they hunker down. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Right. Hunker yeah. down for the storm. Right. You got to go knocking on doors. Come, Come on out. Yeah. Come out of the cage. You want to dance. You Come. won't melt in the rain. Yeah. We promise. That's the great thing about dancing. It warms you up, right? Yeah. Absolutely. And I highly recommend movie. as soon as you guys uh, announce some shows, let us know and everybody uh, continue to look at their website and so forth and we're all going to come out and we're going to shake it down and I'm going to be there to scare everybody. Nice. <laughs> yeah. okay. right. nice. So anyway, awesome. all right, I'll Shannon, Shannon, Rob, Stefan, thank you guys so much. Uh, Beat Seed, an amazing group around here. They've done very well for themselves and we're, we're really proud of that fact and we thank you guys for coming in. Well, thank yeah. you. Thanks thank you. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Well, Beat Seed, again, grab that CD. It's for free right now. <laughs> oh, you can't beat that. I mean, just Always go. Always in my price range. Listen, if you uh, if you like to do some time on the treadmill or uh, go jogging or whatever, you can't. There's no better music than that. That makes you want to get up and go. Yeah, no, it is definitely dancing music. In fact, I had to tackle Double D. He was going around the room here and slow him down. He was just going crazy. I couldn't no, believe it. He just had a coffee. Oh, was it? it? Hey, yeah, it's <laughs> coffee calms me down, and that's what I what happens when I have coffee. Uh, <laughs> I get that amped up. Anyway, we want to thank those guys, and we're and we're really proud, uh, especially me having gone to Wilson, that uh, two of the three were Wilson alums. That was pretty special. So, all right. Well, hey, let's check out uh, what's going on in uh, this week in rock music. Now, here's a doctor of rock himself, Big Joe, with This Week in Music History. Hey, that's Lee Fleming. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now, we're leading into This Week in Music History for March 21st, 1991, and we're going in with Seattle's own James Marshall Hendricks for one reason, because he primarily played a Fender guitar. Uh, um, like a lot of guys, uh, Steve Ray Vaughan, um, Everybody who's in anybody play, has played a Fender at some point. Well, the reason we make the Fender reference is uh, Leo Fender, the inventor of the Stratocaster and the Telecaster. He died on March 21st, 1991. He started mass producing solid body guitars in the late 1940s. And check this out. And when he sold the company in 1965, wow. sales in 1965, now this is a ways back, and yeah. who knows what the sales are now, were in excess of $40 million a Jeez. year. Wow. So that in 1965, was the sales were $40, $40 million? $40 million a year. Wow. So that man. was selling some strats. Well, and I think back then, they were all made in the U.S. Now strats made in uh, the Mexico, and I think also in China and in the U.S. I have a I have a Fender Telecaster, and it's a U.S. model. And yeah, Fenders. Well, Paul Yule was playing a Fender. So I, I was in Ensenada one time, and I saw the Fender factory down there. Was a lot of glue. <laughs> it, looked, uh, it looked like a pretty nice place to work, you know, considering it was in Mexico. So, okay, no here's that's Mexico. Here's a guitar thing that I actually know something about. Where's the where was the bass guitar invented? Which city? Oh, he's gonna stump oh, he's gonna me, try huh? to stump us all. In what city? What was city? The base Washington. <laughs> the base Washington. I don't know. The where, bass where? guitar. Where? Where? Tell in us. In Seattle. It was really? invented in Seattle, Washington. Really? Uh, By who? I don't know that one. The acoustic or the electric? <laughs> no, the electric. 
The electric, electric bass. Guitar, electric bass guitar I was think, invented in Seattle. I think Buck kind of made reference to that. That he bought the second guitar around here. Around here. Yeah. And then I, I went and looked it How'd up. How'd you know that? Because I went and looked it up. Oh, God, thank goodness for Google. But yeah, just in case, kids, Google it yourselves. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was my source, but I don't mind know. You, you might have, mind you, that's a double D fact that we haven't checked. So. He might have been all jacked up we're on gonna, caffeine. We're going to get a ton of emails going, no, it was in Klaus Sunk, Germany or something. I don't know. All right. Hey, well, let's get to our next guest. Uh, let's roll along here. This is our next guest is a band known for like their quirky infectiousness. I, I used to see them in the '90s up in Seattle when uh, they were uh, tripping around the scene up there at a lot of cool venues that no longer exist. They uh, took some time out. They went to Port Townsend and they've relocated right here into Tacoma. Now they're a South Sound band, and we couldn't have been happier to catch up with them. They are just now starting to roll again. They have their band back in order and starting to do some dates. The whole Bolivian Army. So let's spend some time with them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our last guest today on the big program is uh, a band that I've enjoyed for many, many years. And we're being invaded, Joe. Did you know that today? I, I did. Yeah, yeah. we're being uh, invaded by the whole Bolivian army. It's a great name. It's an awesome and you name. you got to get the story behind it. Yeah, well, we'll get to that. But uh, I used to, when I lived in Seattle, I would go see them. They were a Seattle band, like Sit and Spin and all the cool joints around there. And they've since relocated. Now they're a, a South End band, Tacoma band. We love Ooh. that. And uh, let's go around and introduce everybody. We have Matt Kite. Hello. And Mary Beth Kite. Hi. Greg Strickland. Hello. And Matt Bleckert. How you doing? <laughs> all right. We got them all in here. That's awesome. So now that's a good where place to start. Tell us about the name, the whole Bolivian Army. Dang it. She points to me. Uh, <laughs> uh, our first bass player, so well. Steve Miller. The Steve Miller. <laughs> we, we like to call him the Steve Miller. The Steve Miller, yeah. Uh, Abracadabra. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he... Uh, he came up with the name. We had a huge, long page of names. But uh, it's a reference to Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. That's right. At the end of the movie, when they're in that little shack, surrounded by the, the whole, whole Bolivian army. army. Yeah. That's right. That's Excited. awesome. Yeah. And there's been a few remember. references. Uh, was it Beverly Hills Cop? Uh yeah, in fact, I think that's what that's what inspired him because he yeah. was watching Beverly Hills Cop and yeah. remember that. And I He's think like, Judge yeah, Reinhold was explaining. Remember that sign? Yeah. Where they know they're going down. Yeah. That's right. Exactly. Uh, well, now uh, I made reference to it also that you guys started out really as a as a, a, a Seattle band in like about the 90s. Was it the early 90s that you started? Yeah. Yeah. 93. Mm -hmm. Tell we, us about that. The Seattle scene was crazy at that time. It was. There was lot. There were lots of different uh, places that bands A could play that were very cool and then all there was uh, they're all gone yeah it's, 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 very sad. it's very sad and then the like the, the music itself was going off in like 10 different directions oh yeah you had the grunge was taken off it was crazy and then you had sort of the quirky kind of like the presidents and uh, then you had uh, almost a folky type scene that was almost you know kind of uh, coming underneath and so how did you guys get together and decide let's be all let's be a part of this 
<laughs> the great trepidation. Yeah. yeah. It was, yeah, it just started with me and Steve in the basement of my mom's house <laughs> in a rolling drum machine, just jamming. And then uh, I met Mary Beth and found out she could sing. And I said, you should try out with us. And slowly, slowly built up the band. And when we started, uh, it was kind of the tail end of grunge. And we mm-hmm. totally did not fit in because we were, at the time, writing really quirky, silly songs right. with names like Yeast Infection Haiku and stuff like that. <laughs> and, uh, we just, and so we'd get up there and just play the... We'd be sandwiched between really heavy... Hard bands. You know, <laughs> great bands, but right. totally not a fit with us, you know, at the off-ramp or whatever. And then we'd get up there, la, la, la. And people just were like, who are these people? Yeah. Yeah, but what's I mean, the, generally, whenever we went into a place, there were very few women. And uh, <laughs> I was always assumed to be a groupie. Yeah. <laughs> Always. Then you'd pretty much. Which stage. actually just fuels yeah, my fire. Because like, right. then I'm like, well, I'll just get on stage and show them I'm not a groupie. And <laughs> but then, once people know. caught on, they really uh, they really responded. I know you guys Yeah, got we had some nice uh, Good reviews nice in like the Seattle the Weekly 90s, yeah. and um, and also in like The Stranger and stuff. Mm-hmm. They Once they caught on, it was, it was it's infectious. The grooves are infectious. And like you said, the quirky songs, lots of fun. But um, now you two are married. Yeah. And it was... Was that as a result of, hey, we need a singer? Yeah, the band was first. The band came first. Yeah, the band was first. And then at some point I took Steve aside and I said, Dude, would you mind if I asked Mary Beth? Because <laughs> I didn't want to mess up the band. And he was like, I was thinking of doing that myself. <laughs> Let's but, uh, flip a coin. Yeah, and he's like, you go. Nice. So, anyway. This is the story. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah. yeah. Turns out, you know, I wasn't Steve's type, really. So yeah. It worked out okay. And so then, so during, through that time in the 90s when you when you were playing all over uh, Seattle, did you guys you play at a bumper shoot, too, didn't you? Or? We never did. We, we never did. About never did play we, a bumper we were shoot? Just we got rejected so many times that I used to send you know that you have to send in a promo kit right. with your application every year and I do this like check sheet you know number of years together albums released you know whatever and right. then Bumbershoot rejection six or whatever. And so, we, and we got, plus yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We just but, never. Uh, I think we played too much in Seattle because yeah. they liked. You either had to be a signed big band that yeah. was breaking nationally or kind of someone that they could discover but mm. we were way too not discovered because <laughs> yeah, at the same time we were doing uh, the, the, the Fremont Festival and um, yeah, all the Bite of Seattle we and oh, yeah. so okay, they, well, that's where you. I saw you then was the Bite of Seattle yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah the mural amphitheater yeah. so we got to play cool stuff yeah. big yeah. stages we outside but never never bummer shit. very good well the your most recent CD which was put out in 08 is titled Morning After Food Poisoning in the South of France let's listen to a cut off of that this is Butterfly Kiss.
So the name of the song is Butterfly Kiss, and that is off of the CD Morning After Poisoning <laughs> in the south of France. I wanted to uh, ask you, uh, you know, being in uh, the music business can kind of be a balancing act in a lot of ways, but as parents with kids, how does that affect you being in the music business, and also how are your kids involved in what you do? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Maybe you should answer that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, well, it affected a lot. I mean, actually, initially it didn't. We were still in Seattle. Uh, I think Matt was pretty panicked about it. I think he thought once <laughs> Gibson came out that we were never over. getting on stage again. So by the time Gibson was about two months old, we were back rehearsing. And we played out when he was about three and a half months old. We traveled over to Wenatchee for the, the Apple Blossom Festival. And he's like, okay, I got her on stage. We got some shows lined up. We're okay. You know, because I think he thought that, yeah, I really think he thought. Um, and we, we chose to stop at one. And I think that helps because it, it, it keeps you more mobile, I think. Um, and it keeps it more simple. How far did he push you? How many weeks pregnant were you? In I, we played, the last show we played, I was 36 weeks pregnant. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And that was an acoustic show because I couldn't really access my diaphragm anymore. So but the last full-on show we played, I was about 34 weeks pregnant. So. Did they have to the use a boom mic? Yeah. Because you couldn't stand that. <laughs> like, the stands bumping. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, well, the funny thing used to happen when I used to, when we used to sing, when we'd get really loud and I would have to be belting which I do occasionally in a song. Um, Gibson, who I didn't know was a Gibson at the time, um, used to push way down, and I'd just be like holding my legs together, trying not to run to the bathroom. <laughs> you know, I'm like, just get through one more set, just one more. Yeah, you wanted the to last dance. One, I promise. Yeah. Well, as it turns out, yeah, it turns out he has a real sense of rhythm. Gibson is a drummer, so. Oh yeah. Um, oh. And Matt used to say to my belly when I was pregnant, "Be a drummer. We've never had a reliable drummer." <laughs> And it turns out Gibson was kind of natural. We didn't even we didn't throw it in his throw it in his face or anything. But he used to get the pots and pants out like kids do, and the yeah. and I used to say this is got rhythm. And it was yeah, and it was it was more than that. You know, you knew he was taking it seriously when he would stop. And he'd switch all the pots and pans around <laughs> and adjust everything, pick up a couple of different kinds of things to hit with, and he would do this literally for hours a day. Uh, is he so, doing rock band drummer now or anything? No, he has. Uh, he actually just got a brand new kit for Christmas. Oh, he got his oh, first real size, thing. yeah, full size kit. Yeah, so he had his little junior kit for which he got when he was four. Now, you guys, uh, your band, you have been through uh, quite a bit of uh, personnel uh, since your inception. <laughs> yeah. And Greg, you came in, uh, I'm reading the website, in 2007? Yeah, I actually met these guys, I think it was 98 or 99, I shared a bill with another band I was in, and I was watching them, and I thought, hey, these guys are good, you know, and just followed them ever since. And I had a coffee house in Moses, I, I lived in Moses Lake when they were in Port Towns, and they were doing the acoustic thing, and I invited them out to play a gig, and we just kind of got close then, and... I think we shared emails, and I moved back to Seattle, and they did, and said, "Hey, if you're putting the live, you know, the live thing back together, if you're getting out of the acoustic, let me know." And, and then we got together. Since, uh, it was about 2007. And so you've been with them ever since. Yeah, <laughs> three only, years. Only three years. It's been a long. Yeah, you guys are just starting to starting to get your group. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, and then Matt, you're uh, pretty brand new. Yeah, I played. We played two shows. So I had to learn a, a bunch of songs real quick. I bet you did. <laughs> and, uh, but I plan on sticking around for a while. So. Good, good, yeah. And uh, so now that you're uh, kind of based in the South Sound, uh, tell us some of the places you've been playing around here. 
Uh, let's see. We I know you've been the, over at the, the, mandolin, the mandolin, yeah. And we're going to be playing, or we just played. Where was our? Oh no, I'm totally lost. Oh, we are playing later on. This is not in Tacoma, but we're doing two uh, sets at the Meeker Days. Oh, Meeker Day on Puyallup, Puyallup, yeah. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, that's about all we we're just getting getting back into again. the groove and even some of the places we used to play in the old days because we'd come down to tacoma yeah those are gone uh yeah. we well, actually live four blocks from one of the roughest shows we ever played yeah. thought, man i've never lived in this neighborhood <laughs> yeah, we played, what kind of dive is we, we played the central which was now hell's yes, kitchen now and then it's now moved now it's uh, gone yeah we that played, was rough we played that in the 90s and a riot broke out we were like man who'd live in this neighborhood <laughs> We're right there. The four blocks from yeah. there now. It's, it's changed. Just, it's, <laughs> it's changed a lot. Yeah. And then also on April 11th, you guys are playing up in Seattle at the Skylark. It's Skylark. Which is in yeah. West Seattle. Yeah. Yeah, I um, that. a great. That's a great venue. Yeah. Of all the places you played in Seattle, like like I mentioned, Sit and Spin, Romper Room. Uh, Crocodile. Crocodile. Okay Hotel, yeah, a lot of those uh, places are gone, too. Yeah, I know. Yeah. We, we talk about the color box all the time. You guys ever play at Rock just, Candy? We never played we never there, never played and that place candy. is gone. One of the best was the color box oh the Pine color Square. box yeah that was awesome okay. you play in the, uh, the off ramp or uh, yeah we played yeah. the off ramp which then was sub zero now it's played there and then it was graceland and yeah. now it's el corazon el, or something yeah. like that yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i drive by on the freeway you can see it you know as you're going by on right. whatever what it's named now <laughs> <laughs> oh the mystery cafe yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right well let's listen to another song off the cd and this is called tipping texas Well, that was and that was Tripping Texas, another great song, of course, because I'm from Texas and I love <laughs> any song about yeah. Texas. Yeah. So tell us about your songwriting process. Is this a, a mostly a collaboration between uh, Mary Beth and Matt, or is this a whole uh, <laughs> just a whole thing going on here? How's that work? You guys fight it out? Well, <laughs> no, not really. Not. I think we have a pretty seamless uh, situation where I allow Matt to write the songs and the lyrics and the melodies and then he comes up to me and says here this is what we're doing and <laughs> I used to attempt to write melodies and lyrics when when in uh, in the early days of the band but uh 
decide he was better at it. It was, you know. It's and, not true. Yeah. <laughs> but Matt generally comes up with the idea and the basic, you know, and then he'll usually put down like a little demo. And I think we ought to make one of those demos. Demos that's just Matt's early thoughts yeah. about the song. Which yeah. my with your scratch vocals. vocals. Yeah. Yeah. yeah gotta, well, the, yeah, the ones with his scratch vocals are the most fun because we can sit and make fun of them. But so you have this blank yeah. sheet almost. You know, it's just Matt and a guitar strumming and going. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> you know, and then you go, okay, I, I'm envisioning Mary Beth's. Because you know, yeah. okay, we'll send I, it over to Greg, and then Greg will inevitably some, put a, a, his stamp on it, and it comes back very different, you know, which is very cool. We and, didn't think about doing it that way. Yeah. Okay. So we're Rearranging yeah, and Exactly. And, and, you know, might even put a different feel to it. And Matt, of course, is new, and he's working his way in, but we keep explaining, you know. Put your own stamp on it. You don't have to, you know. Yeah. So it's it's that's you know we like to work collaboratively. Very good. I was uh, at your website, and by the way, kudos. You guys have a great website. I told you it's fine. I, I really liked it. Oh, a lot. it's a fantastic website. And uh, I think it's appropriate that uh, Gibson is holding a dinosaur because I wanted to ask about the story of uh, Cloudy the lizard. Oh. Which my boyfriend. Yeah. It's, <laughs> so everything's hopefully going okay because He's I saw awesome. the before picture mm-hmm. and. And then the after picture with the cat, once uh, his health had improved, oh, yes. that was amazing. Yeah, he's uh, 18 inches long now. He's he's shedding at the moment. He has a huge, enormous head. He has a scone head, we call him. He's got the triangular-shaped head, and uh, he's, yeah. he's doll. Very, he's, he's so much more character than you'd ever think, having a reptile. Yeah, so. very and The website is www.twba.com, and we'll have a link to that off of our website. So just mm-hmm. click their picture or where it says the whole Bolivian army and you'll go right to it. So um, what do you guys, are you working on a new CD? You have some plans in the, in the, in the works or are you guys just trying to get back into the, the live thing right now? Yeah, yes. originally. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes to all of that. <laughs> originally, because we, we have this huge backlog of material, because since Greg joined the band, Greg is a really quick study because he can, he's like, better than all of us. <laughs> He's a really great bass player. And uh, he can play anything that our past players have played. Right. And just turn it around really quickly. And so he learned the whole catalog and all this new stuff we've been working on. But we haven't been able to hold down a drummer since Greg came back. We've had four. Matt it's all is, my fault. Matt, no. It's not good. I'm no, so no, new, no. Greg really is a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I guess we've had five. Yeah, never mind. We but, made Matt sign a contract yeah. in blood. Yeah, yeah. Matt's not going anywhere. I noticed the bandage around his thumb. Yeah. <laughs> so... It's like we, we'd love to get in the studio because we have all this new stuff, but uh, I think right now we're just playing out and mm-hmm. uh, being a band because we've been so, like you said, we've had so many lineups, and especially in the last few years, that we just want some continuity and just... Because you can't even be tight and really good live until you've played a few years together right. and it's been a long time since we've had that stride and so i think we're we'd love to achieve that as well as get back into the studio well you guys have you have several cds uh what like about eight 
eight of them exactly. that are out yeah. yeah and then so how do people tell people where they can go to get the, are they in some of the local stores I, I, I assume they're on iTunes uh, probably CD Baby get them off your website but are there any of them in uh, like Sonic Boom or um, do we have Easy Street or any of that no we we used to consign all we used, over yeah, we and, used to consign um, and then we are like that's a lot of trouble it really was <laughs> I mean it really ended up and, and I think sales are higher now that we have the internet because people just you know click 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 oh yeah download know? So it was, I, we've really iPod. kind of lost the consignment thing, um, just because the, the just maintaining it all ends mm -hmm. up being you know. And then they used to be at Buzzard. Is that still here? Buzzard's still here. Yeah, okay. we were just over there the Years other day. Uh, and then also, I was just curious about um, as far as your fans go, because uh, you guys have been around quite a while. You were in Seattle, and then you said you went over to what Port Townsend, mm -hmm. and then you're, you're back here. Have your fans followed you? They've been pretty faithful. Three of them. All three of them? <laughs> <laughs> Just, yeah. Well, actually, I feel like things have kind of... Um I feel like there's a little bit of energy right now because we've been had a little more presence, uh, and and you know we're obviously sending out information to the fans more often. So mm -hmm. we've been surprised it shows people kind of coming out of the woodwork. So we're hoping for this last big, you know, just sort of push of getting out and playing. You know, I don't know how long we'll maintain it. I like to say last push. I've been saying that since I was 35. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it, we're still having a lot of fun, and you know we still invite people to come out, and so. Yeah. Good. Yeah, well, yeah. We hope like everybody will. Go out and check it out. Let's listen to uh, another track off of the CD. Morning, morning after poisoning. Food poisoning. In the food poisoning in the <laughs> south of France. It's a mouthful. <laughs> it is. That's it a was. long title. Uh, yeah. This the tr this track is called Mercurial, <laughs> and this, our guest, the whole Bolivian army. Mercurial, another mouthful. <laughs> Morning after food poisoning in the south of France, and our guest, the whole Bolivian army. Man, you guys are making me work. With all this. <laughs> <laughs> we had a one-word title for the next season. Something. You, you're really uh, a bad uh, with a sense of humor, and uh, I've got to refer back to your website. I saw that one of your influences was tinnitus. <laughs> And uh, which I think is really cool because that is, uh, as everyone should know, the condition where you can hear phantom sounds or voices in your head. Mm. So that means that uh, basically you do what the voices and sounds in your head tell you to do, right? That explains so much. See, I didn't even know that part of the disease. It's my left ear, actually. And that, that really, yeah, that brings it down home for me. Now, Ironically, see, it wasn't sense. the band that destroyed Mary Beth's yeah. left ear. I'm sure it was oh. making it ripe for that. But, it was a little uh, girl with 
with a flute, a toy flute. I was babysitting. Oh, right she, in her ear. She was blowing it right. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, and, you know, after years of the rock and roll, I'm sure things yeah. were already pretty well tamped down in there. Right, right. Just making it just ripe for this this particular recorder in my ear. So right, yeah, right. it's never really been the same. It's been about four what, years. Whenever I do my work oh. physicals, they say your high frequencies aren't very good. It's yeah. like no duh. I have, yeah, I actually had a week where all I could hear were low frequencies, and I was just I was walking around the head the house the house just holding my head and just thinking I was going out of my mind. So um, yeah, it's gotten a lot better. Yeah, I've, I've had some, some. Well, with all the shows good. that you have played and and uh, being around for you know the time that you have, which is a real testament to your you know your work and your your dedication to your craft and so forth. A lot of bands don't last, and you know they're they're here and gone. And uh, any favorite moments, any favorite bands that you played with or opened for, hung out with, any any venues that come to mind, just some things, some highlights over your career that just stick out as like, man, that was great. Oh wow! Um, we played. Uh, a really cool CD release show one time at the Broadway Performance Hall on Capitol Hill. It's part of the community college. And mm -hmm. you're That's for Amnesty. Like, you were really rocking back oh, and sorry. forth. I was afraid I you were going to be messing up. Uh, <laughs> the Doppler effect. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. That's, why we, that's why we have Squeeze. He'll fix that. Yeah, it's so good for okay, I'm holding still while I talk. I'll just move my hands. Uh, and that was cool because it was in a big theater with a huge stage. And, uh, we provided free beer. Yeah, we nice. provided free beer, and it was packed. Oh, it was funny. How that we did it a great yeah. night. We put it all on ourselves. Yeah, and was, there's, there's always fun in doing that. It's a lot of work, but it's Yeah, we did, it our total, we did the whole thing ourselves, so it was great. just kind of fun. And then bands, we were just talking the other day, Nine Volt Mile. Nine Volt Mile, great Portland band that we used to play with yeah. um, for years, and uh, great band, and they, you know, it's like the same old thing, they broke up, we're like, God, whatever happened to them, and why did they ever, I still listen to their CDs, and, you know, so we, we played with a lot of really good bands over the years, really nice people that we've met, and uh, people that are still going and kicking, too, so, That's great. Thornton Creek, and... Well, we want to welcome you to the South Sound. It's uh, it's great to have you guys here, and we can't wait to come out and see your shows and uh, the April 11th at the Skylark and uh, go to Meeker's Days, which I think is in June, isn't that? Yeah. That is? Yeah. And then anything else you have coming up, just keep us informed. We'll put it on our calendar, and uh, if you're going to be back at the Mandolin or play, playing like at the New Frontier or something, that would be awesome. Our guests, the whole Bolivian Army, they've been around for a long time, and there's a reason why because they're good. Yes. And we want to thank all of you for coming in today, and hopefully we can have you back again and talk about your brand new CD. That great. sounds great. All right. Thank, thank you, Darryl. guys. Thanks, thank you. Joe. Thank Appreciate you. It. Okay. Whole Bolivian Army, we want to thank those guys for coming in. That was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, Very nice, friendly uh, people with great senses yeah. of Have humor. you ever seen them? Did I have not, but I told them I'm... Yeah, I'm you got on, on the list. Yeah, you got to go check them out. They're a lot of fun. I, in fact, when they hit the Meeker days, I think we should all head down there and uh, and groove right along because they and, and they even brought in Gibson with them. That was kind of cool. Yeah, their son, nice, nice young man, yeah. and a drummer, up and coming drummer. And he likes Neil Pert from Rush. Who knew? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was great. So that was awesome. We want to thank them and uh, also go check out. They have <laughs> a lot of these bands we have on have killer websites. Man, go check out their website. A lot of information. Theirs is very good. 
good. And uh, just really, really nice folks. All right, so uh, at the top of the show, we said we we're going to give away a $50 gift certificate to El Gaucho. And uh, we gave away one last uh, two weeks ago. Well, no, we actually announced a winner last week. So uh, now we got a whole another one to give away. So we're going to make it really simple. Um, all you have to do is give us the name of the song that we're about to play. We were really privileged to have Deborah pa Page and Paul Yule in here, and they did a, a first for us. They performed live right here in the cave. <laughs> the Man Cave Music Lounge. Right, well, and if we can get enough of those, we can put out our own CD. You know? <laughs> but uh, so they, they played a song, and the title of the song is Crooked. And so all you have to do is on our main page down at the bottom, you just send us a note with your email address, tell us the name of that song, and um, we'll draw a name out of the hat next week. So anyway, without further ado, I'm Big D. This is Big Joe. It's Double D. And this has been the Northwest Convergence Zone Show. Where all things come together. Let's get out of here with Deborah Page and Crooked. We'll see you guys next week. Have a good one.
drags me down This has been a production of the Northwest Convergence Zone. Email us at nwconvergencezone at gmail.com.